0: I want to preach a message to you at the end of this year called What to Expect in 2021. Turn to the person next to you and say, are you expecting? Just got awkward there. Some rows. Are you expecting? What are you expecting for this next year? If you have a Bible, go to Exodus 12, verse 51. Exodus 12, verse 50. One, Yeah, we get excited about the word of God. Let me set up this story here because the Israelites had been in captivity for 430 years. They had been living in Egypt as slaves. They had been um, working hard to build the Egyptians pyramids, their palaces, working for Pharaoh. And they had gotten so comfortable in their slavery, so accustomed to it that when Moses tried to get them out of it, at first they resisted. They said, what, why are you trying to get us out of this? We're, we're fine here, Pharaoh feeds us, Pharaoh makes sure that we have places to stay. Now they were staying in terrible places, but they had become so comfortable in bondage and captivity, they didn't know what life looked like outside of that prison, outside of that slavery. And so Moses said, listen, God has called me to come and set you free and 10 plagues came through Egypt. On the final plague, that final night, uh, God brought the Israelites out. He brought them out of the hand of Pharaoh, out of the captivity, and they were getting ready to go into a new season. They were getting ready to step into a new era. And that's what I sense that God is bringing the church out of 2020 into a new season. How many are ready for a new? A shift is coming. It has come and there is something more that God wants to do. And so in this moment, it says in verse 51, and it came to pass on that very same day that the Lord brought the children of Israel out of captivity, according to their army. Somebody say, I'm coming out. I'm Coming out of 2020. I'm coming out of fear. I'm coming out of shame. I'm coming out of addiction. I'm coming out of worry. I'm coming out of the fear of man. I'm coming out of discouragement. I'm coming out of depression. I'm coming out of COVID-19. I'm coming out of quarantine. I'm coming out of what the enemy meant to harm me. I'm coming out on top. I'm coming out with victory in my life. They were leaving a season of discouragement and overwhelm, and they were stepping into a new season of promise. They had been waiting for this 430 years. 430 years. I wrote down in my Bible, this year has felt like 430 years. But I love the beginning of that verse. It says in verse 51, and it came to pass. It came to pass. I'm so glad that 2020 did not come to stay, it came to pass. I'm so glad that the restrictions that have been placed on our country and churches did not come to stay, but they came to pass. I'm so glad that COVID-19 is not coming to stay, it's coming to pass. I'm so thankful that when I was a kid and I and I and I started going into certain grades and I went through middle school and I started getting pimples and puberty that it did not come to stay. It came to pass. Everything in your life is coming to pass. Everything that you're going through right now fits into those four words. It came to pass. How many of are thankful that there's some things in your life that did not come to stay? They came to pass. It's either coming or it's passing. You cannot squeeze any season because the second you do, it's gone. I was sitting in a funeral just a week ago for one of our members in the church, a man who was in his late forties. He was an usher in our church, Richard Harris. And as I was sitting in the room, I was thinking how Richard's life came and it passed. Begin to think about how my father, Billy Joe, came and passed. Oral Roberts came and passed. Lester Sumrall, Billy Graham, this year, I was looking yesterday and on the news, it said all of the, the famous people who died this year. And then it began to give a toll of all the people who've died this year because of COVID-19. And just thinking about how seasons come and go. Life comes and goes. Presidents come and go. Laws, they come and they go. Leaders, they come and they go. It's all coming to pass. And if we don't get comfortable with transition, we'll be miserable the rest of our lives. If you don't get comfortable with change and transitioning from one season to the next, you'll be frustrated. But once you realize that life is a gift, every season, every year, every relationship, don't hold it with a clenched fist, but hold it with an open hand. It's coming to pass. In order to expect great things for the future, we have to learn to treasure the present and to recognize you cannot squeeze the present. You cannot clinch the present. You can only treasure it because it's coming to pass. Our parents, our children, our life, it's all coming to pass. The only thing that is permanent is the word of God, is God. He is unchanging. He is, he is everlasting. There is no beginning. There is no end. He's the alpha and the omega. God himself is the only permanent. Listen, I'll tell you four things that will not change. The word of God God himself, your relationship with Jesus, and the things you do for God. Those are the permanent things. Those go with you into eternity. Everything else. Your house will pass. Your hair will pass. (laughs) Your teeth will pass. Your kids will pass. Your parents will pass. The sickness will pass. The buildings will pass. Everything is passing away. But you can count on God. I am counting on God as I step into this next year. But I love how the Israelites, they they were coming out of a time of captivity and they were stepping into a new season. And in order to step into a new season and, and understand what God wants you to expect, you've got to learn to reflect on what he just brought you through, what he just carried you through. So look at this. I want, I want to go um, to verse, let's go to verse 31. It says, in the middle of the night, in chapter 12, Pharaoh told Moses, Get out of the country. You and all of your people go and worship the Lord that you have been wanting to worship. Take your flocks, your herds, and on your way out, I want you to bless me. (laughs) Okay, Pharaoh. And then the Egyptians urged the people, hurry off, get out of here. As the people were leaving, they did exactly as Moses commanded them in verse 35. They asked the Egyptians for silver, for gold, and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed towards the people of Israel. Israel. On your way out, make sure you take everything you can into this next year. Make sure you leave this year with a heart of gratitude for all God has done. The devil tried to strip you this year. Make sure you leave 2020 with some treasure. Make sure you leave 2020 with some thankfulness. Listen, the devil may have tried to steal some stuff in my life, but he did not steal my song. He did not steal my worship. He did not steal my ability to get up in the middle of the night and and still got give god praise make sure you leave this year better than you came into it see this is what moses told the israelites he said you've been through a lot of pain you've been through a lot of turmoil you've watched as your kids died you've watched as your parents have died So when you leave this country, you need to leave with some better clothes on. You need to leave with some silver and gold in your back. Don't you leave empty handed. Take what you can as you go into this next season. Some of us are leaving this year and we're letting the devil just strip us of all of our sense of expectancy and hope and faith. Not in my house. We're going to leave with some silver and gold. I'm going to put on the garment of praise as I leave 2020 because how you leave one season is how you enter the next season. How you leave one place is how you enter the next place. How you leave one marriage, how you leave something is how you start the next thing. So if you leave with resentment, see a lot of us, we put our hope in the calendar. I got my calendar with me and um, we're like, okay, it's December, 2020. I'm counting down the days, I'm counting down the days, Paul. I can't wait because as soon as I flip the page, everything's going to (laughs) change. Oh, I can't wait for 2021. Oh, I'm so ready for 2020 to be over. As soon as I flip the page, my problems will disappear. I'll have no more battles. COVID will be gone. There'll be no more confusion because flipping the page changes everything. Can I tell you, flipping the page of a calendar does not change my life. Unless I change the inside me, nothing on the outside is ever going to change. The calendar does not fix America. The calendar does not fix COVID-19. The calendar does not fix the restrictions and the problems and the strife in your house. The calendar doesn't fix your marriage. The calendar won't fix your parenting. The calendar won't fix your problems in school. I'll tell you what will change is if you change the inside you, if I will change my mind, my attitude, my heart, if I will stop letting everything bother me, if I'll stop being so petty and murmuring and complaining, if I'll end the year with an attitude the gratitude. I don't need the calendar to change anything. I don't need the page to turn in order for a page to turn in me. So what should I expect for 2021? Well, it all depends. It all depends on my attitude, because if my attitude doesn't change, then I should expect the same thing that I had last year. What should you expect for 2021? It all depends on your mindset, your attitude and your belief. That's why I want to finish this year with faith. I want to finish this year building your faith up, building up your spirit of expectancy that God is a good God. He is worthy to be praised. This is what Moses told the Israelites. He said, when you leave, you need to leave better than you came in. You need to finish stronger than you started. When you step out of this season, you've been in captivity. It's time to step into a new season of freedom. So skip to chapter 13, verse one. It says, now that you've stepped into this new season, consecrate to the Lord. The word consecrate means to set apart, set apart your heart, set apart your house, set apart your family, set apart the, 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 the finances in your house. If you want to see the blessings of God, you've got to follow the commandments of God. See, so many of us were going, man, I'm expecting great things in 2021. And God's saying, that's good. But your expectation is only going to be as good as your obedience. So if you can't obey the word of God, but you want the benefits of God, so many people want that kind of, you know, no strings attached relationship with God. Like, I want his benefits, I want his blessings, but I don't want to have to give him my heart. God was saying, you're stepping into a new season. I have great things for you. I have a promised land waiting for you, but I need you to consecrate yourselves to me. I need you to set yourselves apart. Let's finish this year in surrender. Let's finish this year laying our hearts before God. The second thing he says is in verse three, he says, commemorate this day. Don't just finish the year in consecration. Finish the year in remembering the good. Scientists have said that it is... It is a fact that humans oftentimes remember the negative and forget the positive, that we are more prone to having negative memories than positive memories. So when we look back on a year, oftentimes we reflect on who we lost, who left us, who betrayed us, who fired us from our job, who cut us off, who wasn't there for us, what the president did right or wrong, what the government should have done, what Dr. Fauci did wrong or did right. We we, we constantly are focusing on the negative instead of the positive, but I want to flip it. Let's finish this year because how you finish is how you start the next season. I can't expect great things in my future if I'm focusing on all the negative things in my past. I've got to finish this year memorializing the good things. So as they were getting ready to go into this next season, he says, remember the good. Now skip with me just for a moment. Can I give you some scriptures this morning? All right, skip with me to Joshua chapter three, Joshua chapter three, because now in this moment, they're going into the promised land. And as they're getting ready to go into the promised land, they've been waiting. They've been preparing. They've been walking through the wilderness. They've been going through a pandemic. They've been going through tough times, restrictions. They weren't allowed to go certain places. They weren't allowed to do certain things. And now all of a sudden it's a new season. And in Joshua chapter three, verse 14, it says this, When the people broke camp to cross the Jordan, the priests were carrying the Ark of the Covenant ahead of them. The Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God. Let me tell you something to expect in this new year. Expect the presence of God to go before you. Expect the presence of God to go in front of you and behind you and beside you. As the presence of God went ahead of them, it says that when the priest's feet touched the water, as as they were obeying what God had asked them to do, When their feet touched the water, the water parted to the right and to the left. They never would have seen the miracle until they stepped into the water. You won't see the miracles of God until you step into the obedience of what God has asked you to do. In order to expect miracles in the future, in order to expect God to show up and provide, God calls you to take a step into the water. My expectancy has to be connected to my obedience to God. When they walked in the water, it says the water parted to the right and to the left. This was a flood stage river. But when they walked into the water, all of a sudden it began to part, and God made it dry ground as a million plus people walked across the river. Now when they walked across the river, God told Joshua, find 12 people, one from each tribe of Israel, 12 guys, and have them pick up 12 stones from the riverbed the place that was supposed to sink you, the year that was supposed to stop you, the area that you were supposed to lose it all, I want you to find 12 stones from the place that I came and I showed up. So this morning I brought with me 12 stones. 12 stones. This is what God told Joshua. He said, that river that was supposed to sink you and stop you, the Egyptians that were supposed to stop you, the thing that wasn't supposed to work out, the restrictions that were supposed to block you. I want you to find 12 stones and I want you to set them up as a memorial. I want you to remember what I've done. In order to expect great things in the future, you gotta focus on the good things God's done in the past. The memorial stones would stand as a reminder so the children of God would never forget to expect God's blessing. Never forget to expect God's power to show up. You see, I can't expectancy is the breeding ground for miracles like expectancy is everything. You've got to have expectancy. You got to have hope. You got to have hope. But hope comes from looking back on the track record of what God has done in the past. My wife can count on me because she remembers what I've done for her in the past. I can count on my parents. As a kid, I could count on my parents feeding me because they fed me yesterday. I could count on my parents making sure things would work out because I understood their character. I looked at the track record of my mom and dad. God wanted the children of God to always look at his track record so they could expect great things for the future. So he said, I want you to set up 12 stones, 12 stones that would represent the blessings, the provision, the protection, the miracles of God so that the children of God, so that your children's children would never forget who I am and what to expect from me And their future. So I got 12 stones this morning and these 12 stones for me are for 2020. Before I go into 2021, I want to finish this year thinking about the goodness of God. This one represents January. In January of 2020, we were starting to build our building over here for the next generation, but we were $500,000 short. And something inside me felt like we were going to go through a season financially where we needed to see those those finances come in. I was worried. I was stressed. I didn't know how it was going to happen. But in the month of January of this year, God used the church to show up and show out and pay off the entire building debt free before we even could finish the building. Come on, give God (laughs) praise. And I wrote down in my journal in January, the prophetic word over you requires prophetic work from you. The prophetic word over you requires prophetic work from you. In other words, you've got to work from a prophetic mindset. I'm not just building an ark for today. I'm building an ark for years from now when there's a flood and there's children that need to get inside the ark. Noah understood the prophetic word that was spoken to him required prophetic work from him. In January, we had to raise that money. Little did we know a pandemic would hit in March that would affect our finances, but because we had already paid off the building, we were able to build debt-free a building during the middle of a pandemic when churches were closing, our church was advancing so that in August we could open up that next generation building and fill it with teenagers who gave their hearts to Jesus. Come on, somebody say, stack your stones. Why is this important? Because the devil will try to make you feel like it was a failure of a year, that it was a terrible year. He'll try to get you down. I remember we were playing a basketball game one time and, and I think we were playing Nathan Hale. And we were, we, were, uh, we were in the game and one of our guys shot and it was an air ball and they started shouting air ball air ball air ball you stink you stink and our guys were hanging our heads low and then someone on the bench was like hey and we all looked down and they were like look at the scoreboard we're up and we looked up and we were like oh yeah i guess that air ball doesn't matter because we're up so our, our bench started shouting scoreboard 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 and they started looking at us and they had no comeback for that we got the whole stand shout scoreboard score come on shout it with me at the devil this morning scoreboard scoreboard you need to remind the devil he tried to kill you this year he tried to steal from you this year but you're sitting in church at the end of 2020 and you're counting your rocks you need to tell the devil hey scoreboard you lost Satan in February I sat down at a table that I didn't deserve to be at and I was so honored to be there me and Ashley we were at John Maxwell's house some random invitation this amazing leadership author invited us to his house and begin to prophesy over us and he began to speak over our church and I felt I was crying I was thinking this this guy I've read all of his books he's an amazing leadership author Little did he know, or I know, that the words he was speaking were the words that I would need in March. He was speaking words of courage. He was saying, you're going to have to make some decisions, and it was gonna, it's going to be courageous, and you're gonna, not everybody's going to like it, but you're going to take a stand, and the nation needs you. And, and little did I know the words he was speaking. By the way, John Maxwell's coming to preach at Victory in January. He's going to do a whole weekend here. That was February. In March, the pandemic hit, and I began to preach Victory over the virus. And then the mayor and the restrictions said the church has to shut down. And I remember in March, this stone means a lot to me. March, March was a, March was a big year for me. A big month felt like a year. March felt like a year. Cause I came in this room the first weekend that was shut down and I walked to the top of this room and it was empty and I had to preach to an empty room for the next two months. And I began to think about, what am I gonna do? What is our church gonna do? I remember standing in here in an empty room. March, March was supposed to sink me. March was supposed to stop the church. But in March, God began to birth this creative idea to get out on the rooftop, to stand on top of the roof and to start preaching to whoever was in the parking lot and volunteers and staff started showing up and they said, Paul, we can't shut down. We gotta get out there. They started praying for you. They started standing for you. And even though the room was empty, the church had left the building and began to minister in a pandemic and begin feeding the hungry. And all of a sudden, businesses started partnering with us. Restaurants that were shut down started cooking for us. We started feeding the poor, the hungry in our city. We started reaching those that no one was reaching. What I'm trying to say is what was going to be rock bottom for us became a stepping stone for us. March was a stepping stone towards what God wanted to do. For some of you in this room, you shouldn't be here today, but because of the grace of God, because of the power of God, because of the goodness of God. You got a stone. You got a stone of memorial to say, God, you showed up. You brought me through this year. You brought me through this pandemic. You carried me when I could not walk. God, you gave me wisdom when I didn't know what to do. Come on, give God thanks this morning that he got you through it. In April, we did Easter on the rooftop. Jesus hanging on the cross in the cold. There he is right there. thousands of people gave their hearts to Jesus, 8,000 people got saved in April because of Victory Church refusing to shut down. In May, we celebrated graduation. They said, you guys won't be able to graduate people in May. All the graduations are canceled. By the grace of God, we were able to graduate 100 students from Victory Christian School. In June, there was riots in the streets. My heart began to break for our nation for my brothers and sisters. And I said, God, what should we do? And I was talking with my friend, AJ, and he said, man, I feel like we gotta do something. I said, let's, let's go outside. And so we walked down the streets in June of 2020. And we walked next to police officers and we walked next to minorities and we we prayed for our nation and God began to do a healing work in the parking lot of Victory Church and then birth division to build a pool for the Tulsa Dream Center. And people started getting behind it. Churches started getting behind it. And we're already more than halfway there of paying off that whole swimming pool and splash pad for North Tulsa. God used our church to bring healing to people in July. We were able to do camps when they said you won't be able to do camps kids aren't able to go to camps not only did we do camps but we weren't we weren't we didn't have to shut down there was no bad outbreaks we were able to bring kids and teenagers to experience camp during a pandemic and they gave their hearts to jesus in august a girl who was dead in our church came back to life In September, God taught me that he could do the impossible, that we can have faith in the wild, and he's going to show up. In October, we were in Washington, D.C. Ash and I, we were praying, and thousands of people packed out the Capitol lawn when Amy Coney Barrett was elected to the Supreme Court. And in the midst of so much confusion, God was stirring up revival in America. In November, when I was reading news stories, and I was feeling overwhelmed, and our church was going viral, and it wasn't the most positive experience. And I wanted to hide. God began to strip me of the need of the approval of man. God began to teach me to lean completely on him. And what I thought was going to shut down our church in December, God gave us the favor from our city council, our mayor, and our governor showing up last week for our church to be open and to continue to minister to the poor and to the needy and to those who need Jesus. Come on, church. We got a reason to celebrate. Because God's been good. In the past, I can expect them to be good in the future. I remember when my dad went to Australia on a mission trip, and he said, call me while I'm over there. I said, okay. And so we called him. My grandgrand was watching me. I said, dad, what are you doing? He said, well, he said, what day is it there, Paul? I said, it's Tuesday. He said, I'm in Wednesday. I said, what are you doing in Wednesday? He said, I'm preaching. I said, what is Wednesday like? He said, oh, it's good. What's tomorrow going to be like? It's going to be good. The sun is shining. There's not a cloud in the sky. Tomorrow's going to be good. How do you know? Because I'm already in your tomorrow, Paul. How are you already in my tomorrow? Because I'm 15 hours ahead of you, Paul. Can I tell you we have a Father in heaven who's not just 15 hours ahead of us? He's light years ahead of us. He's already seen 2021 and he says, it's good. You can expect my favor. You can expect my power. The same God who brought you out of Egypt is going to get you through the wilderness. The same God who got you through the wilderness is going to get you across the Jordan River. The same God who got you across the Jordan River is going to get you past the walls of Jericho. The same God who got you past the walls of Jericho is going to get you through all the giants in the land. The same God who conquered Goliath is able to conquer or whatever giant you're facing the same God who gave favor to Daniel Shadrach Meshach and Abednego under a godless King is able to give you favor under your boss under your supervisor wherever you're at whatever season you're in what should I expect in 2021 let me tell you four things number one expect that God will be with you I got a prophetic word for you here's the prophecy for 2021 you ready for it God will be with you Ha ha! He will be with you. And I'm telling you right now, that's the most important part of your year. If God's not with you, you don't want to be in it. But if he is with you, there's nothing you go through that you can't get through. There's nothing that comes against you that can prosper. If God is with you, who can be against you? Number two, God will guide you. Jesus told his disciples, I'm giving you a helper, a Holy Spirit, an advocate, and he will guide you into all truth. When you don't know what to do, he'll tell you what to do. When I was facing this year in the midst of the pandemic and I was confused because pastors were doing one thing and some pastors were doing another thing and I wasn't sure which pastors to follow, I heard God say, stop following the pastors, start following the good shepherd. Stop following what this you know, mega church pastor is doing, or this hipster pastor is doing. You just need to follow the good shepherd. You don't have to be in tune with all of these guys or those girls or those guys. You just need to be in tune with the Holy spirit and he will guide you into all truth. And the same guide that guided me in 2020 is going to guide you in 2021. What to expect when you're expecting. It's going to be painful. Look at this in Exodus 13. I just want to warn you that turning the page in the calendar does not change the battle that you're facing. You're still going to have battles in 2021. It says in verse 17, when Pharaoh let the people go, God did not lead them down the road of the Philistine country, though that was the easier road. It was the shorter road. God could have led the Israelites through the shorter road, the easier road. Instead, he led them through a more difficult, painful road. He led them down the longer road, a detour. I like A and I like Z. I'm not a huge fan of LMNOP. I don't like I don't like having to go through all the alphabet. But sometimes God takes me through that. Daniel, do you have that staff? In the Old Testament, the children of God would all carry a staff. And the staff was a walking stick because they had to go through hard places. They had to go up mountains, they had to go through valleys, they had to make their way through creeks and rivers where they didn't see what was beneath the water and they could break an ankle as they were crossing a certain creek or a river. They had to have their walking stick. It was the thing that helped them through it, but it was also a journal. It was a journal. You can look this up, it's it's powerful because archeologists say they found staffs where they had carved, they didn't have pins or Sharpies like you and I have. They had knives, flint stones that worked as knives, and they would take the flint stone and they would carve moments in their life and they would use their staff as a journal. So they would carve here. January, God got us through the Jordan River. February, God healed my marriage. March, I thought it was all over when we had a miscarriage, but God got us through it. April. I lost my job, but God showed up. May. Things got worse in the country, but somehow we got through it. June. And they would journal their life on their staff so that when they were walking, they could look back on what God had done and then they could look forward on what God would do. The same God who helped me take down the lion and the bear is gonna help me take down Goliath. The same God who parted the Jordan River is gonna help me get through Jericho. The same God who got me through Jericho is gonna get me through AI. The same God who gave me favor with this king is gonna give me favor with the next king. Because the king is not the one. Listen, you don't put your trust and your hope in chariots or horses or kings of this earth. All of that will come to pass. But there is a king who sits on the throne that wasn't voted in and cannot be voted out. There was no election fraud with that king. He is the one who sits supreme over the cosmos, over the earth, and he knows how to take care of you no matter what's going on in the economy, no matter what laws are passed, no matter what mayors are in office, no matter what governors are in office. And so the Israelites, they would look at their staff and they would say, he's with me. He's with me just like he was in the past. He'll be with me. What can I expect for the future? Number one, God will be with you. Number two, God will guide you. Number three, God will help you. He's going to help you. And number four, his mercies. I want the band to come out. His mercies will be new every morning for you, which means that there is no mistake you make in the future that will cancel the mercy of God over your life. I'm so glad that the mercy of God has already gone in front of my sins. He's already gone in front of me in 2021. God will never be surprised by your mistakes. He'll never be on the throne going, oh my goodness, I didn't see that one coming. Woo! What has this guy gotten himself into? What a mess he's made. No, God goes, I knew it would happen. I tried to help you, but I'm still going to give you mercy in this situation. I'm so glad the mercy of God is not contingent upon my personality, upon what I do, upon what what leaders do. No, the mercy of God is his character and it is faithful and consistent and new every single sunrise. So if I know that I can expect God to be with me and God to guide me and God to help me and God's mercies to be new for me every morning, what should I do? I'm glad you asked. Number one, listen and obey God. I want to give you some thoughts to finish this year. Listen and obey God. Listen. Spend these last few days of 2021. Band, I want you to just start playing because we're going to go into a worship song. Listen to the word of God. What is God speaking to you? Number two, forgive the past and press on ahead. In order to forgive the past, you're going to have to face the past. You need to look at what happened to you this year. You need to look at what you did this year, and then you need to just release it to God. And you need to let it go. And say god i choose to forgive me i choose to forgive them i choose to release what i cannot change and i choose to press on number three stick with god's people as you go into 2021 god says don't go alone isolation is a setup for destruction if there's one thing we've learned in 2020 is that we cannot forsake the assembling together of the church we are going to get together every sunday and i encourage you get around godly people get around people who stir up your faith get around people who say hey listen you're still alive let's give praise to God you need to be in an atmosphere of hope you need to be in an environment of victory you need to remind yourself I am not alone on this journey and I am not going to die in a a spirit of depression and discouragement I'm going to finish in faith I'm going to finish in victory number four pursue his presence Joshua understood that when he was in the wilderness, he had to stay in the presence of God. Powerful scripture, Exodus thirty-three, eleven. Joshua would not leave the tent of tabernacle. When everyone else left, Joshua stayed in the presence of God. It was in the presence of God that he found the power of God. You'll find your strength in his presence. Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Number five, trust in his promises. What should I do to expect great things for the future? I need to put my trust in the promises of God. Did you know there's 365 promises of God? He promises to bless you. He promises to bless your children. He promises to protect you. He promises to go before you. He promises his angels to be charged round about you. He promises so many good things for your life. But if you don't trust in his promises, you'll start trusting in your own ability and you'll forget to expect great things. You'll start trusting in what people are saying, what the news is saying, what what your friends are saying, what your family's saying. Get Get your trust back in the promises of God. Number six, give praise at all times. Give praise. Let praise be continually on your lips. Praise and worship is a weapon against discouragement. It's a weapon against negativity. It's a weapon against anxiety. It's a weapon against worry. It's a weapon against fear. Give praise. Give worship. Go ahead and take a praise break right now. Go ahead and take five seconds just to praise God. Lord, I love you. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Worship the Lord. Now watch this. There's a reason. There's a reason why God brought them through the hard path. In Exodus 13, verse 17, it says, He did not take them down the short road. He took them down the long road. This is important for us to see. God said, if they face war they might change their minds and go back to captivity. This is so important. You you should have stayed just for this moment right here in the sermon. I feel bad for those who tuned out and left. I hear the word of God saying, I asked God, I said, God, as we're going into 2021, what is the word? I heard God say 2020 was a warm up. 2020 was to prepare the church for war and the churches that did not know how to prepare for it. I'm telling you what we did this year is prophetic for where God is taking the church. It is a time to fight. It is a time to fight with faith. The spirit of fear is only going to get stronger in the world, but where the spirit of fear gets stronger, the spirit of faith is going to get even stronger. Faith is going to get bigger in this church. God said, if I gave you 2020 as an easy year, if 2020 was just like 2019 and there was no restrictions, no pandemic, no obstacles, nothing to overcome, you wouldn't be ready for what I have in 2021. But I took you down that path. Watch what he says in verse 17. God did not lead them down the easy road. He led them down the difficult road. For God said, if they face war, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. Look at the next part. The next verse, so God led the people around by the desert road towards the Red Sea so that when the Israelites went out of Egypt, they went ready for battle, ready for battle. Someone say, I'm ready for battle. God has been getting his church ready for battle. God is getting the men of God. There's some mighty men in the house today. I heard God say in 2020, I started forging some men in the church. I started getting them ready. I started getting them. Come on, somebody. Y'all didn't know I was going to get into the samurai sword this morning. I used to take karate. I am the last samurai. But in 2020, I learned how to use my rod. That's gonna be on the blooper video. (laughs) I learned how to use my rod. There we go, now I got it. We'll edit that other part out. (laughs) I'm ready for war. I'm ready for battle. Listen, 2021 is gonna be a battle. It is, if you think 2020, all your problems now are gonna be over, and 2021, you're going, Now I could just coast and go easy. The Lord is saying, get ready for battle. I gave you a I gave you an opportunity to get things ready for battle. You're going to have to battle fear with faith. You're going to have to battle depression with a garment of praise. This is why the Israelites had to leave with different clothes. They had to put on a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. They had to leave different than they came in. And then Moses said, we've got to take the bones of Joseph with us. Take the bones of your ancestors. The bones of Joseph represented the prophecies that Joseph said, you're going to be in a tough season, but that tough season is not permanent. You're going to go through captivity. You're going to go through some chains and some pain and some shame, but it will not be your final chapter. God is not finished with you yet israel your best days are right in front of you carry the bones of joseph so they brought the bones of joseph with them into the next place because moses said we've got to remember the prophecies of our ancestors we've got to remember that he said this would happen in verse 20 it says they left sucketh some of y'all just need to leave sucketh right now Come on, you don't get to success unless you go through sucketh. Success starts with sucks. You came just for this word right here. After leaving sucketh, I'm coming out of sucketh. Come on, Jesus, I'm getting out of sucketh. They went to Etham, to the edge of the desert. And they got ready by day. The Lord went ahead of them in a pillar of cloud to guide them through 2021 on their way. And by night with a pillar of fire, God is going in front of you and behind you. 2021, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has perceived. You guys are all dodging right now (laughs) so that they could travel no matter what was going on around them. We're going to end with a worship song. But I feel like you came here this morning not just to check mark that you went to church. I feel like you came here this morning because if it had not been for Jesus, you would not have made it this year. If it had not been for Jesus, you would not have made it this year. Would you stand to your feet all over this room? I hear God saying, How you finish is how you're going to start. We need to finish this year with worship and with praise. We need to finish this year with thanksgiving in our hearts. We need to finish this year shouting scoreboard at the devil. We need to finish this year saying, Satan, you don't win. You might have taken some things from me, but you did not take my praise. You did not take my song. The devil knows that if he can steal from you and if he can kill some things inside you, he can destroy your faith. That's what he's been after all along this year is he's been after the faith of the church, the faith of you, the faith of your family. But the, the fact that you're here today, it's just rubbing, it's rubbing the devil's nose in his own, he tried to take you out. You're saying, no, 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 you don't win. The Lord wins, Jesus wins and my worship is gonna beat you today. I want us just to take a moment today And we haven't done an altar call this month on purpose. We've been doing the altar call from our our seats, but I felt like, I felt like this weekend we needed to finish this year with a chance for those here today to respond to the message. And if you're here right now and you just need to lay some things at the altar before you go into the next year, I'm going to invite you to just leave your seat, come down to the altar today. If that's you, you're saying, man, I I've walked through some painful things. I've walked through some stuff that I just need to give to God. I need to finish this year in surrender. I need to go out of this year with the spirit of faith. I want to finish this year better than I started it. I want to finish. I want to walk into 2021 with expectancy that God is going in front of me and behind me. I want to get my heart ready for what God has in store. I want to consecrate and commemorate. I want to give my heart completely to the Lord, my attitude, my mind, whatever needs to change don't wait for the flipping of a page for your life to change. It's time to flip the page on your attitude today. Flip the page on your mindset today. Flip the page on your marriage today. Flip the page on the enemy today. What's been keeping you silent, today it's time to release a shout of praise. Today it's time to release a shout of worship. What's been keeping you in a complaining state, a whining state, a murmuring state, a negative state, today it's time to flip the page on that negativity. It's time to flip the page on that pessimistic attitude say, no, I'm going to finish with a positive spirit. I'm going to finish with a thankful heart. I'm going to finish telling the devil that I am no longer living in the depression of what's lacking in my life. Jesus is enough. He's my way maker. He's my miracle worker. He's my promise keeper. He's my God. He's my God. Come on, let's worship in this morning. He's able. He's on the throne. presence go before you and behind you, all around you. May his favor be upon you. May his face smile on you, shine upon you in the morning, in the evening, in the coming and going. Lord, I thank you that your blessing is on your people. God, I thank you this morning, Lord, that you're drawing hearts to you. God, you're drawing us through your kindness towards repentance. You're getting us ready for battle. You're getting us ready to continue to fight the good fight of faith. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that as we go into this next year, we don't go into it, God, with zero expectations. We don't go into it, God, with no faith. But Lord, we come in with a running start. We come in, God, ready for what you wanna do in us and through us. Make our hearts ready. Make our attitudes ready. Make our mindset ready. Help us, Lord, to believe the greatest days are still in front of us. The best days are not behind us. Help us to believe, God, that you are not finished yet God help us to remind the devil that the scoreboard says he loses and you win come on shout scoreboard in the room today scoreboard just pray this with me today say Jesus I'm all yours I repent of sin I receive your forgiveness I confess you as my Lord my Savior I believe you died on the cross, you conquered the grave, you beat the devil, and you gave me victory, so my best days are in front of me, and I will walk in victory because Jesus lives in me. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Happy New Year.